Today's broadcast was recorded for Sunday, May 10th, 2020. The title of the message is The Grace of Letting Go. Good morning, church family. Happy Mother's Day to all of our moms out there. I pray that you are doing well and hopefully you've been able to enjoy some of this beautiful weather that we've been having. Let's just open up our time in prayer and invite God's blessing into our time together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your grace and your mercy that you pour out upon our life in abundant measure. And right now, uh, we just pray together as the family of God that you would fill each and every home with your mighty presence. I pray, God, for your peace and your presence, your joy, your strength, your grace, your healing to flood our hearts and our souls. Lord, I thank you that your kingdom is not of this world, but Lord, your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, right now that you are pouring out your spirit upon each and every person right now. Lord, we receive the gifts that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as I was praying about what message to share this morning and what could perhaps be an encouragement to our moms, but also to all those who watch or listen, uh, the topic that came to my mind was uh, the grace of God. And so the title is The Grace of Letting Go. And that was kind of a different title. And I was thinking, when I think about God's grace, what often comes to my mind is, well, when I think of grace, it's receiving, receiving his gifts, receiving his favor, receiving his love. Uh, grace is receiving that which we do not deserve. But as my heart turned about uh, to how difficult it is for moms, not only for young moms, but also perhaps moms whose children have uh, long grown and left, I thought about their, their lives and what they go through and, and how often a lot of motherhood is about letting go. And we'll get into, the, into that a little bit as the message progresses. And so, but let's just dive into this right now, the grace of letting go. And so the first point here is the grace of letting go of our insufficiency. Uh, is it not true that perhaps most moms, uh, they struggle with the area of insufficiency? Here they're given this uh, enormous task to raise this little baby to become hopefully a responsible young uh, adult. And uh, it's just an incredible insufficiency of, of how on earth am I going to do this? Well, there is this nagging sense of insufficiency in the hearts of moms out there, but also perhaps in anybody else who's watching, is because apart from Christ, we are insufficient in and of ourselves. And God himself, he wants to be our sufficiency. I would like to share a scripture out of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. It says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. And so my prayer for you this morning is that you would receive the grace of God to let go of your insufficiency and in place of it, receive the sufficiency of God. Let's go to our next scripture here, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that you would have sufficiency for all things. And so I, I just want to encourage you this morning, for, especially for all you moms out there, that we would receive, would you would receive the grace of God uh, to let go. Number one, to let go of insufficiency. And in place of that, to say, Lord, 
Your grace is abounding in my life, and with that grace comes the sufficiency that I have, uh, that I need for all things in Jesus' name. Uh, the next scripture is found in 2 Corinthians twelve nine, and he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You know, with the sufficiency of Christ and when we give him our insufficiencies, uh, God's grace does not necessarily change or take away our weaknesses, our infirmities. No, uh, God's power, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so how can we receive that grace to let go of our insufficiencies is when we realize, Lord, when I am insufficient, when I am weak, then you are strong. You see, that is supposed to bring rest and peace into our life so that way we're not always striving for self-improvement, striving to become better in our own strength. Why? Because apart from Christ, we can do nothing, but with him, we can do all things. And this brings me to my second point, the grace of letting go. Uh, What's my second point here? The grace of letting go of our failures. You know, I've talked to moms and grandmas out there and even some young moms, and I know uh, one issue that a lot of them struggle with is the issue of failure, the issue of regret, the issues of of letdown, of, of all the memories of, oh, if only I would have done this. And you know what? God's grace is much bigger than all of our failures. I want to encourage you. Don't ever allow your failures to become bigger than the cross of Jesus Christ. Sometimes when we have that that DVR replaying in our minds of all the failures, all the regrets, you know, if that's all that you think about and that's all that you meditate upon, uh, in a strange way, I don't know why we do that, but what we're saying to the Lord is, Lord, your grace is not enough. The blood that you shed upon the cross was not enough for me. And I don't think any of us would ever want to look Jesus in the face and tell him that to his face. No, what we need to say is, Lord, help me to receive your grace. And not that I would become a perfect mom or you would become a perfect mom or I would become perfect. But Lord, help me to receive your grace that even when I fail, that Lord, that I could go to you and your word says, let's turn to his scriptures here. Romans 8:34 Who is he who condemns it is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen who is who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us And so you see when we fail if you've had a bad week and you you lost your temper you said things you shouldn't have said or perhaps you've been replaying that DVR in your mind of all the bad memories who is he that condemns It is Christ who died, who is even at the right hand of God, and he is making intercession for you. And so to receive his grace, to say, Lord, I want to receive your grace to let go of insufficiency. But Lord, secondly, I want to receive your grace to let go of failure, to not allow those bad memories to replay in my mind, to let go of failure, to realize that, hey, if God is for me, who can be against me? Let me just tell you, that God is not sitting up there in heaven just waiting for you to fail and say when you do fail, he's not looking for an excuse or an opportunity to pounce on you. Uh, perhaps like, you know, I've got little kids at home and, and sometimes they like to tattletale on each other and there's nothing that drives a parent worth nuts more than kids who are tattling on each other. I want to tell you, God is not a tattletale and he's not up there in heaven just waiting to, 
to whack you over the head or to condemn you or to shame you. And they say, see, look what you did there. He's not up in heaven just trying to scold you. No, your God is for you. How do we know? Because he sent his son Jesus to die for you. Who is he that condemns? Is it your own mind, your own conscience? Is it perhaps a relative or a close friend, somebody who knows you? Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died as rather is furthermore is also risen. He is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. You see, the fact that Jesus is making intercession for you, which means he is praying for you, he is for you, not against you, ought to give us the grace to say, Lord, I let go of failure. I let go of all the past failures. I let go of all the failures that I'm struggling with right now. Lord, I'm not looking to be self-sufficient and independent to make all these changes in my own strength and my own mind or willpower. No, I come to you and acknowledge that, Lord, apart from you, Jesus, I can do nothing. My sufficiency comes from God. And when my mind is perhaps plagued or tormented by failure and regret, no, I am going to honor the cross of Jesus Christ by doing this. Number one, well, I repent of my failures and I repent of my sins. I turn from them and I give them over to Jesus. And I say, Lord, thank you that as far as the east is from the west, so far you have removed my transgressions from me. As far as the east is from the west. Listen, my friends, God doesn't want your life to be defined by the failures of your past. No, I've said this over and over again over the last number of weeks, that God can see your life into the future of eternity. And so while we have this snapshot of our life of the 10 years, 20 years, 50, 70, 80 years of our life, God doesn't view our life simply from that short snapshot. No, he doesn't want you to be limited by those failures. That's why he sent his son Jesus to rescue you and I from our sins, from our failures, because we all have fallen short of the glory of God. No, his desire is to lift you up. He gives grace to the humble, amen? And so receive his grace to let go of failure. You are doing yourself absolutely no failure by mulling over your, in your mind all the failures, either of yourself or that of others. You gotta let it go and say, Lord, I wanna receive your grace right now to let go. The third point that I wanna bring up this morning here and we're going to wrap this up. This is the most difficult one for moms or for anybody, but especially for moms, is the grace of letting go of that which we love. The grace of letting go of that which we love, that doesn't make sense. Well, I want to tell you, much in the kingdom of God doesn't make sense because our human nature, it doesn't want to let go. Human nature wants to hold on to everything wants to hold on to possessions, wants to hold on to position, wants to hold on to prestige or memories, wants to hold on sadly to the failures of ourselves or others. It wants to hold on to those especially that we love. And so it doesn't make sense that why would I need the grace of God to let go of that which I love? Because for some reason, that's the reason, that's what God has made life to be like. I think about a couple of mothers in the Bible. I think about the mother of Moses. Her name was Jochebed. Not much is said about her, but for those of you who remember the story in the book of Exodus, that Pharaoh had made a decree that all the children, uh, I believe under two years old, were going to have to be killed. 
And Jochebed hid her baby Moses and put him in that ark of bulrushes and put him in the, uh, the Nile River, and she had to let him go. And when she let him go, look at what God did with the life of Moses. Another mother I think about is Hannah. And she had prayed and prayed and prayed for a son and just poured out her heart to God. And then God blessed her with a child in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1 and 2 and 3. You ought to read the story. It's a great story. But Hannah, she demonstrates the grace of letting go that when she made a promise to God, she said, Lord, if you will give me this child, I will give him back to you all the days of his life. And so Hannah, she received that grace of God and she let go of her son that after he was weaned, she took him back to Eli the priest. And by the way, Pastor Eli was not a good pastor. He was a horrible man. She released her son into the hands of God. She trusted her son and she let go of that which she loved and and placed the love of her life into the hands of God And look what God did through her son, Samuel. He turned out to be a mighty prophet of God. Uh, The Lord let none of his words fall to the ground. Everybody knew from north to south, from Dan to Beersheba, that he was established to be a prophet of the Lord. I think about Ruth and Naomi, the grace of letting go. Now they lost their husbands. They lost, uh, Naomi lost her sons or, and they, she let go. And God in return, look at how he blessed Naomi and Ruth. Uh, We think of Mary, the mother of Jesus, letting go as well. She had to let go of her son Jesus when he is upon the cross. And so what I'm praying for you moms out there and for all of us, all of you who are watching or listening, I just pray that God would help you to receive the grace to let go of even that which you love at times. There's a few scriptures I want to share in reference to this. Uh, found in Matthew 16, 24 through 26. Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Let's go back to verse 25. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The grace of God to let go. Jesus said, if we hold on to our life, we'll lose it. But if we will lose our life for his sake and the gospels, we will find it. I just pray for God's grace in each and every one of our lives that we would receive his grace not only to let go of our insufficiencies, that we would receive his grace not only to let go of failure, whether that of ourself or that of others. By the way, I want to digress here a little bit. For some, I just sense that perhaps you're watching that you may not struggle so much with holding on to your own failures, but perhaps you, you struggle with holding on to the failures of others, the disappointments of others. Could I just encourage you to ask God for his grace to let go of the failures of other people? Whoever it was that let you down, whoever it was that broke that promise, whoever it was that did something that was so disappointing or heartbreaking in your life, ask Jesus for the grace to let go. I want to share another scripture in reference to this. Philippians chapter 3 verse 7 says, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. I've shared this with you, church, many times over the past year. Paul the Apostle 
He had power. He had position. He was comfortable. Uh, he was a Pharisee. He was educated. He was very comfortable in his life. And then Jesus crossed his pathway. And all of a sudden, when Paul had a vision of Jesus, truly of who he was, the Savior, he said this. I want to read it again. What things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Paul the Apostle had such an amazing vision of Jesus Christ and his glory and who he was that suddenly his value system changed dramatically. And he received the grace of God to let go of that which he loved. And I pray that we would follow his pattern and his footsteps to say, Lord, it's not wrong to love family. It's not wrong to love your job and to love what you're doing. You know what? We ought to put all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength into what we do and to do it for the Lord and for his glory. I'm not saying that we shouldn't love things in life, but you know what? If there are things that we love more than God, that's when we need the grace of God to let go of that which we love, that which we hold on to, and say, Lord, I want to let go. Let's review here. The grace of God of letting go. Letting go, number one, of our insufficiency. Letting go of our failures, number two. And the grace of God to let go of that which we love. I pray for all you moms out there and for all those else who are watching and listening that you would just receive God's grace, his favor, his kindness in your life, that you would receive uh, his blessings that he has for you. The grace of God gives us that which we do not deserve, but it also empowers us to let go of that which is hindering the life of God from flowing through our life. And so let's just pray as we close our time here. But before we do, I want to just invite you I know this is Mother's Day, but you never know who's watching or listening. If you need Jesus in your life to be your Savior, and you know deep in your heart of hearts that, you know what, I need him. I need to surrender. I need to repent and from living my own way, and I want to do a 180 and turn to begin to follow Jesus Christ with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength. If that's you, could I just invite you to pray this prayer with me right now? and invite Jesus into your life. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we just admit that, Lord, apart from you, that, Lord, we are sinners who have fallen short of the glory of God. And right now, God, we just confess our sins. We repent of our sins. Jesus, we ask that you would forgive us of all of our sins. Would you cleanse us from all unrighteousness? And, Lord, we just say right now that we want to be born again, born into the family of God. Lord, I ask right now for everyone who is watching or listening that you would fill them with the mighty power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that your spirit would bear witness that they are the children of God. And Lord, I pray right now that you would enable them to receive the mighty grace of God. Lord, apart from you, we are insufficient. I pray that we would receive the sufficiency of Christ in all things. Lord, I pray secondly, that Lord, that we would receive the grace of God to let go of failure, that Lord, that we would not allow our life, our family, that we would not allow our relationships to be defined by the failures of ourselves or that of others. Jesus, we release the failures of ourselves or others. We give them to you. We confess them as sin. Lord, would you remove it as, uh, as far as the east is from the west is from us, Lord? 
And Lord, right now, we ask that you would give us the grace of God to let go of even that which we love when it's needed. Lord, it's hard to let go of that which we love, but Lord, what you offer in exchange is so much greater than anything that we've ever had. We entrust that which we love into your hands, knowing that you do all things well. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, once again, happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. I do pray that God's grace would surround you. I pray that his love would fill your heart. I pray that his peace would renew your mind. And I pray that you would just know and sense the comfort of his Holy Spirit in your life. God bless you. I pray that you have a wonderful day. And until next time, uh, let's just stay in the grace of God. God bless you.